1: This was all John Hammond's dream <laughs> hold on to your <laughs> Seriously. Well, we're
0: back. Hello everybody and welcome to the 298th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're gonna bring in Tom Jurassic to discuss season three of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous with myself to help uh, refresh all our memories before season four debuts on December 3rd. Now, just as a heads up, Tom and I, uh, we've already seen season four. Uh, a big thank you to DreamWorks for making that happen. But uh, this episode was recorded before we had the chance to to watch the upcoming season. So all in any speculation you may hear in regards to season four is exactly that. It's just purely speculation. Uh, this was uh, we recorded this back uh, when we were in the dark on the season. So we had no idea as far as anything's concerned. So anything you hear us talk about is just based off of you know, what we've seen online and and uh, the trailers and the EW article or whatever, you know, stuff like that. So please feel free to enjoy this episode without any kind of spoilers for the upcoming season. Uh, you know, season three was just, it was such a wild ride and I, I really, really loved being able to take a look back at that season with Tom. So I hope you all enjoy this, uh, this look back on a, a pretty spectacular season. Now, before we get started, uh i'd like to take care of some quick business so we've been doing so much recently we've been doing so much and i I just tweeted out to uh um well nobody in particular but i I just tweeted out that I, i would i would hope that maybe you know dominion could could push its trailer into 2022 because there's just so much happening you know there's so much happening currently between aftermath evolution camp cretaceous so much content being produced on the back end. So that's how I'm like, let's hold off on the Dominion stuff until, like, we got a chance to breathe here. But, uh, yeah, like I said, so much has been happening on our side. So if you head over to our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, we've been producing a bunch of articles in relation to Jurassic World Evolution, so please check that out. We did a few uh, Camp Cretaceous articles last week in regards to... Uh, the trailer and some of the stuff that you see in the trailer and, and the EW articles, stuff like that. Um, over on YouTube, we did uh, Jurassic World Evolution videos from Tom. He Tom has been working so tirelessly on, on evolution content because the, the game did just debut recently. So Tom's been working hard on that. We've been putting up videos. Uh, I think there was a Camp Cretaceous video from last week. I've started doing... Evolution streams, Evolution 2 streams. Um, you know, I wasn't sure when I'd be able to play this game and I'll give you more thoughts on this, uh, later at some other time. Um, who knows when that'll be, but, uh, like I said, so much content, but, uh, I've been playing Jurassic World Evolution 2 and, uh, my streams have been eventful. We'll just say they've been (laughs) eventful. Um, so please check those out. I think I've done like Three of them or so, uh, so far. So check those out. I also did a live stream last week talking all about the Camp Cretaceous Season 4 news. Again, that was before I saw anything, so feel free to watch that one. Um, And, you know, like I said uh, before uh, about the speculation and all that, anything you hear about, you know, Season 4 from here on out until we are able to talk about it, I'm not really going to talk about it. How about that? We'll just say, you know, Season 4 is coming up. Watch it when you can. Uh, <laughs> but this week, um, we, we have some more evolution content coming your way. Tom's still pumping out videos. And maybe I'll do some live streams. Who knows? Uh, but I will do a, a live stream like we always do Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I feel like over the past several um, months, weeks, however long, you know, there's been a ton of evolution content to talk about. Those videos every Wednesday... Uh, I think we just had that big news drop last Wednesday for Camp Cretaceous, so ah, I don't know. Please, Dominion, wait until 2022. I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet, but uh, we'll we'll have some fun topics to discuss, I'm sure. And if not, we'll open it up to the chat, and we'll have a great night. So join us Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know what else we got. We'll probably have some more content coming your way. Oh, and I guess check out our our, uh, bonus episode if you did not get a chance to listen to that. That came out uh, sometime last week where we talked about all the Camp Cretaceous news as well. So if you want some more Camp Cretaceous news before diving into this episode or into the Season 4 content coming later on, uh, you know, sometime soon, uh, you know, go check that episode out as well. But enough of me talking and, and wandering around. Why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off by diving back into season three of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. This is what camp's about! Who's with me? Keep telling your little story. What was that? Hello? Hello?
1: Can anybody?
0: Time for you all to leave. Hey! Clearly this group has no respect for my lab. Oh, Bumpy.
1: gave it a name that's precious? We're on our own. We've lined up exclusive behind-the-scenes tours of Jurassic World. Ooh! Yes! Dinosaurs! Plenty of dinosaurs. So, ready for an adventure? Absolutely. But I'm going to need that speech a little shorter and really try to lean into the majesty of this place.
0: (laughs) Okay, we're going now. Let's get the six of you to camp. Welcome back, everybody, to our Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous coverage before Season 4 drops this December. And we're going to be taking a look back at uh, Season 3 of Camp Cretaceous. And uh, as always, with the uh, Camp Cretaceous coverage, I have my friend Tom here. What's going on, Tom? Dave?
1: Dave? Dave? Da, da, Dave? What is up, Camp Fam? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you weren't kidding.
0: You were You came out, you know, full force with that. I love it, man. That was good. I'm
1: prepared. Somebody I, remix that. Auto-tune somebody tune <laughs> it. Make it a thing.
0: <laughs> we're gonna put some beats under that. I like that. All right, camp <laughs> fam, get on top of that. Um, but like I said, we're gonna be talking about season three. So um, I have a bunch of notes here, and uh, you know, we're, we're probably gonna talk about the episodes and how we feel about them and the season overall. But yeah, anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about all that stuff. So if you don't want to know, just back out now. But Season three, Tom. So so give me your thoughts. What um what do you think overall about this season? Do you remember this season? I know I feel like it's been so long now. I, what has it been? Like an extra two months than usual. I think so,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so it really hasn't been that long. we're just over the year mark of even having Camp Cretaceous. You know, mm-hmm. it feels like it's been forever, but uh here we are just over a year later with three seasons on the verge of four. So so what did you think about season three overall?
1: Really, really good season. Um, took a lot of strides back to the form that the first season had um, and felt like the first point where we genuinely sort of really connected with the film canon as well in really interesting ways. Brad is currently listening to a dog barking for anyone who <laughs> cannot see the video call.
0: No, actually, that time I was very confused because it was the Peloton in the other room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, no, I I agree. I thought it was a really great season. After season one was fantastic. Season two was like, it was fine. It it just wasn't really what we were all looking for. We were kind of looking for for this, right? We were looking for what season three brought us. And it gave us so much and more. Like, I just, I didn't expect all the twists and turns. I didn't. I've always wanted them to take the chances like like they did with showcasing the intro of of Fallen Kingdom. Like I really wanted them to take yeah. chances like that, but I never expected that they would. And this 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 season, season 3, they really killed it with taking risks and giving us things that you just didn't expect. So, um I just thought it was a brilliant season and um you know, of course it left a lot of questions as far as where they're going to go and we'll talk about that maybe in a little bit, but um, I want
1: to go back. Thank uh, God
0: for site B. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know. It might be a desert. Who knows? Um, but, Thank uh, God
1: for site C. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: let's take it episode by episode. I have just a few notes. I don't have the typical, you know, full breakdown that we would usually do, um, you know, point by point, like plot, by, by, plot line by plot line. So um, in this, in, in episode one, which is called a, uh, View from the Top. Um, we basically uh, see the kids trying to get off the island again. They make their own boat, and it crashes. You get the, the lookout point, which I thought was really cool. I think this season did a yeah. good job at showing us new and interesting – pl- Siri? Uh, it's showing us new and interesting <laughs> places. This is this is going great. There's so many noises from external forces here. Um, but <laughs> Tom is gone. I don't even see him anymore. He disappeared. Um, but anyway, the, the lookout point was really, really brilliant. I thought that was really cool looking because it gave us this gondola system, something new, uh, a new transportation yep. mode, a new attraction that we've never seen on the island. We got dimorphodons nesting on top of this mountain there. Um, there were glider, like, glider packs up there that they could just jump off the um the the lookout there sammy also noticed the boat down below uh we also got our first scorpius attack in this episode which was it was like the start of those reveals at the end of the episode where you see the scorpius kind of doing something but you don't you can't really see what's going on you can't see the scorpius it's a very very slow reveal as the episodes go on so This episode was cool about revealing some new fun and new things. Did you uh, did you dig the like the lookout point and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I thought um, the lookout and the gondola especially was really cool. Because obviously the gondola is something that I think it appeared all the way back in Trespasser on East the Nublar, if I remember correctly. Um, Or I know it's definitely been in some of the Lego shorts as well. So there's always been some kind of gondola on the island. And I think it's really cool having it present. Um, I think this episode did a lot, like you say, to sort of really add to Isla Nublar um, and the other attractions. Although I, I will say one thing that I did find weird, and this is for season three overall, is it added new locations, but we still haven't seen more of locations which were in the film, which is so weird to me. Like, we never saw the water park at Nublar. We never saw the little cottages, all of those places. I just found it quite interesting the direction they decided to go
0: yeah that is that is a fair point uh, there are so many places that we would love to see and i'm glad that they brought in new areas but something like uh, we'll we'll see in episode 3 and we'll talk about it in a minute here but like Kenji's dad's penthouse building like that is just a a random building in the middle of nowhere where they certainly could have utilized you know any of the, the the wealth of buildings that are you know in the main area the main hub of the park um but they chose to do something else but I'm still happy that we got to see you know different places expanded upon
1: yeah yeah I definitely agree with that I think new locations are always a good thing um yeah and obviously, the Scorpius, the way they handled it with like little teasers of it, made it really foreboding, which was quite cool. Yeah, and then the next episode
0: is called "A Safe Harbor." Uh, this is the one where the the kids find the boat. Uh, they're able to track it down. They. <laughs> They're they're trying to just like have a good time, I guess, uh, before they have to get out of there. The, they're they're partying on the boat. You know, no rush escaping. Yeah, no, no problems. Yeah, we've only been <laughs> here for six months, which we'll learn in a little bit. But uh, you know, the boat has some issues. There's there's holes in it. There's gas. You know, the gas issues with the boat. Um, so they do try Someone to fix had the too thing. too
1: many baked beans.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> they do try to fix the boat by going out on the dock. And this is actually a yeah. really cool point in the story where you <clears throat> you start to see the island unraveling a little bit. And you get uh, that really, really cool sequence on the dock at night in the the fog and all that. You get two Rannosauruses attacking these kids on the docks, just throwing cargo containers and just being extremely aggressive for what seems like no reason and and you're very confused about it because we've seen angry herbivores before in in the franchise but nothing like this to this extent where they are focusing on us on on just these kids and really trying to attack um and you know, I think even some of the kids uh, that they, they wonder about why it's strangely aggressive and even the island, I think they may they make a comment about the island being out of balance. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's pretty cool because they're setting this the the stage for what's to come. you know they, uh, the, the last episode set the stage with the gondola. Uh, that's going to be a yeah. major plot point later on. This episode is set, setting the stage even more for what the Scorpius has done to this island. Yeah. Um, and we do see a second uh, attack in the night, uh, a dead Aranosaurus there um, at the end of the episode. So I just, I love that attack sequence though. I thought that was really, really cool. So when it came time to have the uh, Mattel toy, the i was like I, got, I gotta have two of them right i, I feel like yeah. it, it's natural to have two of these things
1: <laughs> no that's really cool and it's a really good toy as well actually it's one of my favorites they've done this year um i th- i think yeah that sequence was so cool the way it kind of leaned a lot more into the horror-esque beats and um, so having it at night having the mist kind of mm-hmm. reminiscent of the aviary and jp3 and the way that was used with the pteranodons um And also, like you say, having that reason for the animals behaving more aggressively, because it kind of makes it twofold, which is firstly in the novels, when they learn that the animals are reproducing themselves, obviously they begin to lose control of things and the ecosystem begins to get out of hand. So it's kind of a nice nod to that and how the ecosystem's always changing on these islands because we're never Mm -hmm. quite in control. Um, But also equally... It provides a really nice juxtaposition for the introduction introdu- introduction. Wow, okay, Tom. <laughs> um, the <laughs> introduction of hybrids, um, because it, it creates that really firm idea that these are not something natural, so they're having a huge impact on everything else, which I think is quite cool. And mm-hmm. it kind of like almost gives you this last hurrah of "Yeah, hybrids were wrong, and we should never have done them." That was about yeah. to take a train Yeah, I know. What are down. you going to do? It's <laughs> hey, if you
0: just let it go, it just would have seemed like a natural pause. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that does lead us to episode three. And I think it's interesting because you start to see – you know, you saw a new species to the island and, and everything like that. You saw the Uranosaurus in episode two. And then episode three also brings us the Monolophosaurus. And, and that's pretty cool because uh, – You know, actually going back even to the beginning of the episode, you know, Bumpy uh, tries to get on this boat, doesn't work out. This big hole in the side is really not working out for the kids and Bumpy. Um, So they all, you know, decide to go out to Kenji's dad's penthouse, which, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit before. It's, It's an odd addition, like I said, where... Um, you could have used any number of buildings on the, the main part of the island or just the, the hotel or something like that, that that could have played the same role. Um, but you know, like I said, it's, it is fun to see a new place even though it's, it's odd because it's literally just a, like a, a, a mini skyscraper in the middle <laughs> of the jungle with no, no set around it at all. It's literally just they had an asset of a building and they had the assets of the jungle and just plopped them two together, and didn't. It was like you. It was like you made your Jurassic World Evolution two, <laughs> park or whatever. And then what are you saying about yeah.
1: some of the parks I've made in our 50s, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: nothing, nothing, nothing. You 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 create beautiful landscapes, and that's what I'm trying to say. Is like you know you can create a beautiful landscape around you know similar type buildings, but they yeah. just did not in this episode, and I thought that was just so weird. Um, and very unlike Jurassic World. Yeah. But, but you know, that's besides the point. The monolophosaurus are just scattered all around this place, and there are, like, so, so many so, of them. Yeah, so many. Yeah. It's it's really crazy, uh, and it's a beautiful, uh, like, attack sequence on this, this uh, penthouse with the kids inside. I thought it was really, really cool the way they filmed it and the way they kind of referred back to, you know, previous Jurassic events and stuff like that, so that was really cool. Um and then at the end of the episode, you do have another Scorpius scene where the Scorpius attacks a drone. Um yeah. so the drone is there to remind us about Manicore, I'm assuming, right? I mean, I think I think that's what we're led to believe that hey, ManaCorps back and they want to see what's going on. I don't believe we saw them in season two in any mm-hmm. form or fashion. We got that drone in season one that Sammy, you know, plugged the data into. Then we get a drone here. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, you're like, hey, Manicorn knows about the Scorpius, right? They know that there's something different out there. Maybe that's what they were looking for all along. Um, we still don't really know what's going on with them. But, um, you know, and we'll talk about how that maybe incorporates into <laughs> season four a little bit because there's lots of drones on the way, apparently. Um, but I did think that was a really no cool episode. Dog. <laughs> and RoboDogs yeah uh with a huge huge long history of RoboDogs in the Jurassic franchise so can't
1: wait to see how they
0: I remember when Muldoon <laughs> went
1: raptor hunting with his robot companion
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but uh that was a fun episode nothing too crazy in that episode um they found a compass um which is going to play a part uh, later on but um overall I feel like a lot of these episodes some of the some of the stuff that's happening throughout these episodes is the relationships between these characters. Um, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't write down a, bu- a bunch of notes on the relationships because honestly, like they flip flop so much that it's <laughs> really, really hard to keep track of where everybody stands at any individual point in time. You know, they'll, they'll they just say, hate
1: each other by the end of the series, basically. I, I,
0: seriously, I feel like yeah, that's the case. They they go back and forth like where I think Sam, Sammy, and Yaz will be like. We're best friends, and then all of a sudden, I don't. I'll never talk to that person ever again once I leave this island. And then it's like, no, we're best friends. I swear. And then, the, no, I'm never going to talk to you ever again. It's like back and forth. How those did I characters. not know
1: you did the voice for Sammy before the show?
0: Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I wanted to keep it quiet, I guess. <laughs> Um, but you know, I think I think uh, it's very confusing to try to keep track of all of these things, and um, yeah, it, it, it does bring us to episode four, which I think is one of the coolest episodes that yes. we have um, so far. So speaking of that compass, Compy steals the compass uh, early on in the episode, and it runs all the way out to the visitor center. So this is what I love about the Jurassic World franchise: is it gives us the opportunity to explore ruins and and old parts of the park so i think that's really cool we get the visitor center it's a very haunting looking place and uh even kenji men- mentions that uh, everybody knows this place is haunted yaz says the park is cursed and uh this this, <laughs> this breaks down like a really really fun part of the episode where Yaz talks about uh, the legends uh, of Isla Nublar. Uh, not the not the Lego show. Lego! She, <laughs> she, she says uh, that the legend has it that the original park owner broke his ankle and was eaten by the compies, that she read it somewhere, which was hilarious that she just read about this part that was from the novel in a way. She like read
1: it's... it on com.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we don't have anything in regards to the... Maybe she was part of the book club. Maybe that's where she was. Um, (laughs) But I like, you know, she's obsessed with theme park deaths. I think that was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, it seems like a very haunting place. It's like a very dark and ominous place. You see that the ledge is broken from the Indominus attack uh, where Owen and Claire were in there. Uh, Or was it the kids at the time? I don't don't know who was in there at the time. Somebody was in there. Um, But... Blue basically, I think, uses this place as like a shelter uh, or, yeah. or something, or just kind of goes in there. I don't really know, but it, uh, it it ends up with this encounter with Blue, and Blue lets the kids go, which is pretty cool. It's like it's kind of this weird thing, though, where Darius is doing the Owen pose, and you're like, all right, that's a little on the nose, but I I don't mind it. I mean, I think oh, you know, yeah. they they like to make Owen be this bigger-than-life character sometimes in different forms. So maybe the kids knew about something or other with raptors. I don't know. But, yeah. um, but you know, he does that pose, and Blue goes away. Um, but we also have a, a – a... what are you doing? The pose. Oh Oh, you're doing the pose. <laughs> I was like, you're holding your hand up to me. And guess what? It works. I stopped. I stopped doing what I was doing. And and you, you faked me out. <laughs> so, confirmation here: you don't even need a clicker. You don't need to be Owen or Michael Corelli. You can just hold your hand up, and people will stop. Uh, <laughs> but it brings us it brings us out to a lab. There's a secret lab out here again somewhere. I think this is the same maybe the same lab. I, f- I forget exactly which lab. Um, but Brooklyn, Br- Brooklyn, that's her name, right? Wasn't that her name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey brookliers hey
0: uh brooklyn and sammy um are out at this lab and they find the destroyed e750 room there's also video logs out there um which i think that yeah. was part like one of my favorite parts of the, the third season as well as these video logs that kind of dictate to us what exactly has been going on with the Scorpius. And we find out that, you know, they completed the, this, this E750. It's the world's first hybrid, which like that blew my mind, you know? Yeah. I I've had so many conversations about Canon and when things were yeah. born and also talking about, uh, the, 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 the growth genes, you know, the accelerated growth genes in these creatures and when things were born and, and, you know, it's still not confirmed as far as when this thing was born. We don't have a specific date. But as far as the backdoor websites are concerned, the Indominus was born in 2012. So does that mean that this hybrid was around pre-2012 or early 2012 or something like wow. that before the Indominus? And I know you uh, Yeah, you might have some information on that. Uh, is this in, re- in regards to
1: Aftermath? uh no 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 aftermath deals primarily with the indoraptor and blue's dna so i thought i thought there was a mention
0: or something no i i don't i don't remember specifically the
1: the whole story of aftermath is basically establishing how um they need to get blue's dna to make the indoraptor and Mm. how ultimately they get rid of the dna so that's why mills has to send people back to the island yeah um There is some stuff around parthenogenesis, though, and Blue being able to reproduce asexually, Mm -hmm. um, which is quite interesting. Um, I I was going to say on this front, actually, what I was thinking is, and obviously we'll get into this later, but depending on where season four goes, there is the potential to say that actually uh, crimes committed after the Gene Guard Act was introduced were done building up to the creation of E750 because if you think about the um the what are they called what are they called I can't think of them but the things that are in the test lab files in on Isla Sauna they look very ugly <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. I would not be surprised if they are maybe precursors to Wu experimenting with this technology um, yeah, well, which I mean, could have been trying since 2001.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, when you look up the uh, something about what I think the article is like what killed the gene guard act or something on the yeah. DPG's website, there is a bunch of information about um, that was leaked out via a hacker. And you find out that, you know, there were like, I think, five species or something like that, that were that were created without any knowledge yeah. that were done you know in spite of the giraffatosaurus
1: ceratosaurus carlisaura spinosaurus and spinosaurus one
0: more I don't, I don't know um but you know and they they also mentioned the amalgam testing which yeah. you know uh, which if you know when you google that it does mean a blend a mixture or a blend yeah. so they're they're really heavily implying that there is a mixture this the these dinosaurs could be yeah. Um Now, maybe the DPG or somebody else will tell us otherwise, or that the information's wrong, or that somebody just made something up, and it's not actually what it sounds like. Which Soft you know, <laughs> but as far as what's on the surface and what we can see, that's what they're telling us. So yeah. this testing has been going on for a long time, and I hope that does imply that we'll get information in regards to that in season four.
1: Yeah, because because of
0: what shows up. But I would like to know when exactly that. That date was for you yeah. know, log 239 in, in Camp Cretaceous episode four, season three. Um, because that's when they say they've got the world's first hybrid. So this is before the Indominus, before the Stegoceratops, if they did they actually make that? I don't know. Um, you know, stuff in like that. In a deleted scene. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, stuff before stuff like that. So and before the oh. Indoraptor. So it's oh. weird that they had this this thing that was like the Indoraptor but then they changed it up and they went towards the yeah. Indominus, but then they changed it up and went back towards the Scorpius with the Indoraptor, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's it's all I over the there's, place. I
1: um, think there, there's potentially interesting conversations to have there as well because smaller animals can be more aggressive and harder to control. I mean, you mm. see it with Velociraptors compared to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. The Tyrannosaurus, at least you're always going to know where it is. Um, <laughs> So there is some... Um, a potential explanation there i yeah. i wanted to say i loved how they handled this because i can remember in our legendary lost recording where we spoke about <laughs> our worries at the end of season two before your mac decided yeah to let die, me check that we're um... <laughs> still recording
0: yeah we're still good here everything's still working
1: um i spoke a lot about how i was worried about the <laughs> canon you did speak a, a hybrid lot. Um, yeah b- between the <laughs> oi, between the indominus rex and the indoraptor so i think that actually doing it as a precursor to those and saying that that something went wrong with the genome it was too aggressive and that's why mm-hmm. it wasn't ever put on show was really really clever and i also like the idea that Woo keeps it cryogenically suspended yeah um, to investigate it cuz that shows how attached he is to his creations that he doesn't want them hurt and that he he almost is willing to put people's lives in danger because of the hubris he has around his own scientific creations so mm. it's, it's, it's very very like on the nose fundamentally jurassic which is quite cool the way they handled it
0: yeah you know it makes me it makes me wonder about um you know the timeline of events here where you know because they hint at Mills being involved in all of this. Like yeah. He's he's the boss man. And so is he helping them or trying to trying to get them to create monsters all the way back in 2012? Or is this something like, you know, just not that long yeah. ago in 2015 that with the accelerated growth rate that they got this thing to oh, advance I, pretty quickly?
1: I, I don't think Mills was involved in this at all. You don't think I so? I think this was purely for Masrani. Because so if you think about it, the Indominus was also from Masrani. So this is him starting that development of a dinosaur that needs more teeth and more appeal. Yeah. Um, I think where, where Mills factors in is in the modern day, where maybe Wu has said to him, I've got something on the island that's worth us recovering. And he's then gone, yes, that sounds like something we want to explore.
0: Yeah, I mean that's perfectly acceptable that he wasn't involved um like in the Jurassic World incident or anything, but it does seem like there is somebody behind everything in a way because yeah. because there's conversations that you're not hearing the other side of a lot of the times it feels like in Jurassic yeah. World. So Well, it's I've, like I've, I
1: always say we still don't know who Hoskins was on the phone to.
0: Exactly, and I feel like it's got to be um mills you know at some point mills
1: or i think it could be dodgson could be could be i mean it's just i i
0: don't know if we're ever going to get these answers but i really really hope we do um yeah but (laughs) that does bring us maybe it was no (laughs) (laughs) you you mentioned a lot of stuff from that episode so that's good we covered a lot of the uh the scorpius stuff but we also have episode five here i uh it's called eye of the storm um basically uh the Scorpius, it shows that the Scorpius has like different traits and stuff like that. It's got infrared vision. Um we we, we get another Brachiosaurus death, which is just violent yeah. and, and it's Good. like it feels Indeed. worse <laughs> if it, it feels worse in a way <laughs> than than the uh uh I think then the Indominus killed one, right? And then and, the and Scorpio oh, was it an a- Yeah. No, in the movie. Oh no, in season one of Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, in season one it definitely kills Brachiosaurus. And then now Scorpius is killing (laughs) Brachiosaurus in the trees, and it's
1: like they're just not a very good dinosaur, Brad. They need to learn to protect themselves. I I know.
0: But the kids want to leave the island after learning about the Scorpius because of how violent this thing is and and this thing is leaving its kills up in trees and stuff like that. Come on, that's Crazy. Um, but the storm that's that's coming in is too violent for them to leave. So uh this is basically where we get the full reveal of the Scorpius Rex. Yeah. And it is one of the best, I think, moments. I'll I'll, I'll be honest and say I think it's one of the best moments in the franchise in total, because I that. feel like it is such an amazing reveal of this this monster. Like this is yeah. like I know the Indomin or the Indoraptor was definitely a monster as well indominus you know part monster less less monster than the other two but this thing it literally is the embodiment of a monster it literally looks like it's like a human messed up with weird limbs and crazy head and stuff like that it's howling in the moonlight and uh this thing doesn't care about getting shocked by the fences it's climbing trees for kills it gets distracted by fire which is kind of weird but uh it also leaves us with sammy getting struck by a quill which i thought was a pretty you know yeah. dark moment for for the series
1: yeah definitely i am i think that this episode was masterfully handled I mean, when you look at Fallen Kingdom, one of the best parts is the third act and the kind of gothic horror that you have with the Indoraptor climbing up onto the roof, being bathed in moonlight and all of that kind of stuff. And this really took a lot of that and took a lot of design cues. And I like how you have this thing where it's being introduced as just as scary as the Indoraptor in the way it's handled. Mm. And then you hear it's roar. And the roar is one of the most terrifying sounds I think they've ever put together in the franchise. And it really helps to solidify that this is something that shouldn't be out of containment. And Mm. it, it it makes you see why why they left it behind and why they developed the Indominus and went in another direction because this thing's just lethal.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you and you see you you really understand why the island is in disarray at this point in time. You're yeah. Like this really makes sense now why all the dinosaurs are acting strange is because you've got this murderous creature just running around yeah. and creating havoc. Um and it, you know, it just recently got out due to the power outage. Yeah. I think in season two, right? So you know, it's it's kind of crazy. But uh, it leads us to episode six, which not a ton. I've I feel just, like... I've
1: just thought of something as well. Um, did, did we ever get it confirmed how far ahead of Fallen Kingdom uh, the opening sequence is?
0: Uh what do you mean uh they've they make a mention in one of the episodes here i think episode 9 yeah. or something like that that the kids have been there for 6 months and then so... how
1: far after the introduction does the rest of fallen kingdom take place it's
0: like it's like 3 years or or, or something like that
1: right okay ignore me <laughs> i was going to say if if they were more closely linked together then you could even make the argument of it explains why animals like the baryonics behave so aggressively when they're back on nubla because they're trying to survive. But well, it's yeah, been I think for a while,
0: I think that that kind of is because the island is in disarray as well. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they got exactly. they got away from the Scorpius, but now they're they have to deal with. These volcanic, uh, volcanic—that's a word—volcanic <laughs> eruptions and stuff like that, and, and just blasts and heat and all this stuff. That's probably different than they're used to, and the, all the smoke that's been billowing out. So, I'm sure the island's in a bit of disarray. But who knows? Maybe there's still a Scorpius out there. Um, <laughs> but um, episode six is basically. Yaz, uh, trying to find the antidote. So, um, yeah. you know, she has to get out to the the lab. The other kids are trying to make a distraction out at the lookout point. Um, Yaz encounters the Scorpius, which is kind of like a nice face off there. I'm like, would she really run away from this thing? I don't know. But again, she hurts herself. Yaz, I feel like she's just constantly hurting herself um not a very good athlete no (laughs) well that's the thing with athletes i feel like they get hurt a lot like when you watch like a sporting event like baseball you're like how are these people getting hurt so often they're in (laughs) physical form what's going on uh they just throw a pitch come on um but uh the kids make the gondola area explode it it distracts the scorpius away from her and she eventually gets the antidote to sammy so not a ton story-wise outside of just rescuing sammy in that one um, but you know, yet again, still another good episode. Episode seven, though, is a shock to the system. Um, is it? though? It is. I was. I was. I felt shocked. Um, <laughs> I felt shocked when Bumpy ran away after the Scorpius attack. I'm yeah. Like, Where's Bumpy? Where's Bumpy? Um, and can you uh, do your
1: Ben Pincus impression? No, for?
0: <laughs> I, I already did. Sammy, we're, we're good enough there. Uh, <laughs> um but uh you know ben in this season is is not that ben that i like to to mimic he's he's a much like more grounded ben which is you know a very different guy so um he he you know the, the tables have turned he's able to save darius in a harrowing moment when he's on a cliff yeah. um and ben just doesn't want to go to you know to the boat and leave the island he thinks that the best version of himself is on this island and i i can't blame him even though it's it's a terrible terrible idea because you know he's really found himself on this island and he doesn't want to leave bumpy as well you know but but bumpy does find uh, a herd of ankylosaurs, um which in a really really cool moment surround bumpy when the scorpius shows up and they create this like barrier keeping bumpy safe which i thought was really really cool um but uh you know bumpy was safe at that point so after that the kids realize that like there's these attacks going on all over the place and scorpius is like the fastest dinosaur that's ever lived like what's going on here and like i'm buying it still at this point i'm like oh my god how is it doing this i mean it's, it's, it's attacking left and right all over the place and then we we get this full reveal that there's a second Scorpius and it all starts to make sense. You know, even more so why the Island is in disarray and how this thing is creating kills all over the place. And, and, you know, you, you, you didn't really question it before, but you know, up until they said that, um, but now you see that there's two of them and they're just creating havoc and they definitely don't like each other.
1: I am. I'd be quite interested to watch back season one and two, actually, because thinking it through in my head, actually, I'm wondering how long the Scorpius had broken out for. Because for. obviously things start to go downhill quite quickly. We know that Jurassic World is lo- losing power because Wu um, and the InGen mercenaries are extracting as much as they can and putting other stuff into deep storage. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering at what point the Scorpius got out. Because if you think back oh. to even season one, for example, the Parasaurolophus in the caves... Why did they behave so aggressively when they're usually quite placid animals? I'm wondering if maybe there's something else there about the ecosystem starting to change from that point onwards.
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think, um, you know, the proof is there in the show as far as, like, the power outage is concerned. I think, like, Kenji or somebody was, like, smashing a bunch of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it created that surge, and we saw, like, you know, uh, different mini shots of like parts of the frozen containment and stuff like that and power yeah. oh th- and also there was like a a compie that like ripped some wires or something like yeah. that and, and so uh, there so was a basically bunch
1: of- it's all kenji's fault
0: yeah i think so um <laughs> everything's always kenji's fault um <laughs> but you know it's you know who knows what's going on in this island but i do think it was towards the end of season two that it actually got out yeah. which which i think was like two to three months so it had like yeah. About so then three months like a so. little time jump, which explains yeah. how it bred.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because so, again, parthenogenesis, which has hmm. become so important in the franchise now.
0: Yeah. So episode eight is uh, escape from Isla Nublar. Uh, those two Scorpiuses are facing off against each other, um, and then we we cut away from that. Uh, the kids are wondering. If, you know, like you said, is this some sort of asexual reproduction gene that's, you know, involved in this dinosaur or, you know, did they make two of them? Um, and and they realize, like, we can't leave the island like this. We do want to get away from this island, but we can't leave it in this physical state. So we have to destroy. We have to take out these Scorpius. So and I, I like the, there's, there's like a quote. I think Darius says it, but he's like, in order to do what we have to do uh, in order to do what. That wait, what does it say? In order to do that, we have to go back to where it all began. So, in order to destroy them, they have to go back to where everything began, which is the visitor center.
1: Yeah. Copyright strike. Da, da, da.
0: <laughs> Look, uh, you know, uh, it's not going on, on YouTube, so, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> But Blue is out there, and I guess that's their thought process, right, is to ward out towards Blue. Hopefully Blue can take it out, even though it seems like a terrible idea. Um, They do come across the baby Brachiosaur in the middle of all that, Um, but this visitor center sequence is just masterful i I love it yeah i love it It it's so so good there's a scorpius outside there's a scorpius inside um the the kids eventually go to hide in the kitchen mirroring that moment from jurassic park which is really cool but things are just it's not as carefully thought out like like it was with the velociraptors you just get this menacing powerful beast that's just smashing around and you know just wreaking havoc on this building um and the, the kids attempt to leave the Visitor Center, but Blue's out there, so they're kind of, like, yeah. cornered. They cannot leave this building, um, but the building starts to fall apart, which I think is such an amazing risk that the show took. Uh, everybody at DreamWorks, the creators, everybody, like, took a huge risk at destroying the Visitor Center. We've all had yeah. dreams and w- and wonders about what happened to it. We all imagined it uh, going up in flames in Fallen Kingdom at some point, but but no it fell prior to that it fell it was destroyed the kids helped collapse it along with the scorpius rexes and and blue and you know it, it crumbles on the two dinosaurs we assume but we only do see one of them dead which is interesting i i don't know why they they didn't show both of them but maybe there's still one because out because
1: Manticle got the other one
0: that's totally possible i think that could be a really interesting plot point if they do um yeah but but we do basically see natural order returning to the island and uh and ben doesn't want to leave you know he's sticking to his guns he's like i don't i don't want to go i don't want to go but the storm's approaching and he's sitting there he's like i don't know what should i do should i go should i stay and, and he eventually <laughs> <There it is. laughs> that was a bad one but uh but he does eventually run after the boat and uh wants to leave the island but uh guess what they're not leaving the island because the chopper shows up, and that is amazing. One,
1: do you copy?
0: <laughs> Such an amazing like cliffhanger. It makes you feel like yeah. this season is split up in a weird way because yeah. that would have been like a, a great cliffhanger for you know season three to end on, and and then season yeah. four maybe picks up with this. But we have two extra episodes this
1: season. We um, do, Brad. But before yeah. we go into them, I have a quick comment on episode eight do it um so i wanted to say my my absolute favorite thing about episode eight and i think this is one of the best things that um camp cretaceous has done is the dichotomy that it presents between jurassic park and jurassic world so i remember talking about this a lot of the time but it literally shows you a physical representation of jurassic world destroying jurassic park's legacy because it mm. continued to mess with hybrids and continued to mess with science and didn't learn from the mistakes of the past. So yeah. now it is literally a Jurassic world because they kept messing with it and didn't keep it contained to a part.
0: Yeah, I, I like that idea. It's too bad nobody got to hear that the first time. I wonder if this episode <laughs> will stick around. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I I love that idea of of, you know, the new destroying the old i think that's pretty brilliant and yeah like i said it's such a risk i can't believe that they did that you know so yeah. they did it Oh just wait
1: wait until season four mate when a certain island gets burnt to the ground right
0: <laughs> look let's stay away from any more island burning and then brachiosaurus dying, it happens please. in the
1: novel brad
0: <laughs> no no Let's not do let's not do anything crazy here, Dreamworks. I know you just did. And I'm saying I'm applauding you for doing it in season three, but you know, let's not hurt anything else. We've we want something to stick around. Um but uh <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that episode so much. I thought that was pretty, pretty great. And that is like specifically that moment with the visitor center is something that I rewatch every so often. I'm like, man, that is so good. Just visually. Yeah. Like it's jaw dropping, and I can't believe the the chance that they took there. So it, it does lead us to episode nine called "Whatever It Takes," and these kids are doing, gonna do whatever it takes. Adventure, game to, style. Yeah.
1: Seriously.
0: <laughs> seriously, they're gonna do whatever they need to to save these dinosaurs and to, and to destroy the the evidence so you know um,
1: sometimes I go into song and then I remember that I'm actually being recorded. Yeah, and people are gonna I was, hear this
0: I was trying to do like a little voiceover for your song just to kind of help you out but you know you just were overpowering me, man. It was too much. Um, <laughs> so again, like they took a ton of risks in episode eight, but episode nine is also here to take a lot of risks as well. Kids return yeah. to the island. Uh, Steve of- Rogers comes in and saves Steve the day. Rogers.
1: Teleports in with his
0: infinity stones. Yep. And he's like, there's two Scorpius on this island. I gotta take one of
1: them back with just me. Just wax one of them with Mjolnir sorted.
0: <laughs> and he yeah, he's he's there to uh just give Dr. Wu a little speaking to. He turns his chair around. Yeah. And he's like, look. Uh so anyway, the kids the kids are are kind of glad that there's there's um there's uh you know, a bunch of adults there to kind of help yeah. them out. But they're not there to help them out. Uh They're there to do something else. The chopper lands and, and the kids are like, all right, we're going to get in here. But not all of them. Some of them get in there before the uh the
1: Rex attacks the uh, chopper. What's up? What do you got? <laughs> I'm literally putting my hand up to interject now. Um, <laughs> this moment is so freaking cool because it's the original ending for Jurassic Park.
0: Oh, yeah the original
1: storyboards with the t-rex attacking the helicopter i was like oh my god they've only gone and done it
0: i know it's it's really cool what this show is able to do um like that comment about the novel from yaz earlier talking about john hammond and showing things like this you can you can really branch out into some like some previously charted territory that's 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 known but never seen before which is really cool so you I, can tell I that really appreciate that. The people working stuff. on
1: this are big fans, and they do mm-hmm. a lot of research ahead of each season. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I
0: I can I can really appreciate that because you know I might not specifically like the Lego stuff. Like I might not watch that, you know, too intensely. But when I do, I'm like, man, th- these people understand the franchise so so well and you don't always get that and and the people at dreamworks and everybody really understands the franchise as well and that's good to see because they're they could make this content for us and never really get it you know they 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 can make stuff they can make dinosaur content but not actually get the franchise so it's good to see you know dreamworks netflix and uh and also the people over at lego really understanding the task and and what we want to see so that's that's pretty cool um But this, yeah, this moment is just pretty cool. Like uh, the way it's filmed and everything, the way it looks. I love seeing the wrecks in the rain attacking that chopper. The kids do get away. Um, But um, then there's the other kids that are on the land and they're trying to get away on foot. But we do get, (laughs) you're preparing for it, man. Off in the distance, in the background, you hear
1: Marine One, come in.
0: I mean, it's. I said it was in the background, not literally on top Let of the
1: mic. Reset, <laughs> reset the scene. <clears throat> Marine One, come in. Marine One, please respond.
0: <laughs> there you go. That was much better. My ears uh, are not blowing out that time. So that was good. <laughs> but we, uh, we get that. And that moment for me, dude, which I'm sure you felt the same one. I was like, I was like, I think they're doing it. I think this is what's yeah. happening because I, I think I said it. it. My
1: telly. Yeah, I remember I, you it know, very vividly
0: at the end of the last episode when the chopper shows up. I'm like, oh, I think they're gonna do it. I think they're doing it. And then that happens. You hear Marine One off in the distance, and you're like, oh, they're doing it. It's happening. Yeah, it is happening. We're seeing the introduction of Fallen Kingdom, which is just mind blowing. That they've they've met up. They've they've finally reached this point in time. And we get like concrete timelines and stuff like that. You hear Marine one off in the distance, and then the beginning of *Fallen Kingdom* plays out. You see the T Rex just stampeding down uh, Main Street, chasing that guy, grabbing the ladder on the helicopter, and then you you get the reaction of the kids as the Mosasaur eats the dude off the ladder. And yeah. it's just it's it's amazing. It's amazing to see all of that stuff play out in front of you. And I, I can't believe they did that. You know
1: kudos my well, kudos is <laughs> it's, it's incredible yeah and um, and it really helps to solidify it as well because i feel like season two was very much its own entity mm-hmm. and then this really brought it straight back in line with jurassic
0: yeah it, it's so it's so strange looking back on it that season like it kind of it feels like a dream in a way where it's like not yeah. really a lot of it mattered per se i mean yes it did because they they created a reason for the scorpius to get out they gave the kids a boat you know to use so there's there's some pretty big details that are continuing on from that season but otherwise it's like wow that was just a lot of stuff for yeah (laughs) not much information or or really you know uh moving the plot forward or anything like that so it's, it's pretty interesting to look back on that season um Hopefully this season, like we said, is is something that actually uh plays into it just like season three does does. But yeah, you're right. It's just season three is like all Jurassic all the time. Everything you've wanted to see, the old, the new, all this stuff, you know, coming together. And and now I don't know. I don't know when the last time I've watched Fallen Kingdom was, but I, I really got getting I,
1: the urge to watch it again.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I love that movie so much and I, I really want to see it now. Again, after talking about this introduction and, and just think about, hey, they are the kids right over there. Or, you know, this is the reason why they're there. And just to know that Dr. Wu is yeah. also on this island. He's also there with a helicopter, but he's somewhere else off in the distance. I think that's really Can you imagine
1: cool. if in some future re-release they just edit in some silhouettes on one side of the lagoon? I'd be like, what?
0: that'd be amazing i mean i i don't expect george lucas is ever going to edit the franchise again but it would be nice to see you know <laughs> but <laughs> um but the uh like i said dr Wu is there he arrives on a different chopper i like that he brings up he's like did we get the indominus sample and, and he, he mentions that they need a laptop uh for his research and stuff like that um and the kids overhear this and they're like we got to destroy this laptop um or we got to take the information and, and do something with it. But um, uh, we also did learn at this moment that the pilot tells the kids about the six months, that it's been six months since yeah. the fall, or about six months. Um, and the helicopter crashes, so a few things happen here. But but Tom has something to point out.
1: Um, ahead, yeah, Tom. I think it's, it's really <laughs> interesting to know that at this point, and I remember talking about this when it came out, the pilot doesn't die because there's no blood yeah. or anything in the cockpit, and she just disappears, and you don't see her again. So that means that somebody else is surviving on Nublar between this point and Fallen Kingdom, unless she dies, which is entirely possible, but it's just interesting to think that there might be another person on Nublar who maybe has some experience and could maybe factor into Dominion.
0: Yeah, I, I do like that. I mean, the, the rule of thumb is if you do, if you do not see a body then the thing or the person is not dead. So that's why I was talking about with the Scorpius. I'm like, I only saw one. So, <laughs> you know, and you don't see this pilot. So who knows? Who knows what what's going to happen there? Um, I do have a few like little quotes, because this was a pretty interesting period of time here in the show where Dr. Wu and some mercs are giving out a lot of uh we need two different voices
1: for these just to oh, really
0: make it work. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to do – you can do uh, the Merc here. Go ahead. Do you have the the, the line?
1: <laughs> the boss would be very interested in this.
0: I could make it perfect. or I, I still messed up the line. See, I can't read. It says – Dr. Roo can't read either. He says, <laughs> I could perfect it, make an improved version. Um, basically talking about, uh, I guess, the Scorpius there. Um and he says, what would take months will take years. Um, and he says, if you don't want Mills to have your head, help me look. And he, I guess they're looking for the, the research on the laptop. So it's, it's pretty interesting to hear them connect these dots like Mills, uh, the boss, would be very interested yeah. in, in this information. So at this point in time, you know, once Dr. Wu left the island in Jurassic World, I feel like he went to the boss or, or the boss took yeah. care of him. You'll be well taken care of. You know, whatever that guy says. Because at
1: some point he becomes disgraced, doesn't he? I yeah. think it's between World and Fallen Kingdom he loses his Doctor title.
0: Yeah, so I, I I have a feeling it's probably after this, but I don't know. I'm not too sure.
1: Mm. Um, I'm just wondering maybe, if that's maybe why not. He maybe goes it's, to... Maybe it's before. Yeah, I'm thinking that would be the catalyst for him going to Mills. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, clearly there's some... I, I mean, we say about um, Hoskins potentially being on the phone to somebody else, thinking it through, logically, it must be that he's on the phone to Mills because he makes Wu the reassurance that he'll be looked after. Yeah. And then the next time we see Wu is at the Lockwood Estate, and so that must be where Mills's people took him. And I know yeah. a, an interesting little bit of film trivia, actually, Originally, the mercenary who gets in the helicopter with Wu on Nublar was cast to return in Fallen Kingdom as well. So I think they were originally going to have a little scene that just confirmed that that's where they went afterwards. Because there were a bunch of shots um, hmm. shot with BD Wong on, like in the gardens of the estate that never made it into the final film as well, because I remember okay. seeing photos of them. Hmm.
0: I don't know. I mean, I would love any kind of information on this. And I know one of the things that people like to connect to the dots here is like uh, I forget the name of the guy. Is it like Hawk or something like that? The mercenary yeah, Hawks. in in this uh, in this episode or these two episodes? He you know, he looks very similar to a guy that is in Fallen Kingdom, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of dots being connected there. And I think that's pretty cool. If it is the guy, I don't know. But it, it's nice to see that there's a chance at least. Yeah. but but we also do have um Darius commenting he's like this Mills guy uh wants him to make monsters um but i don't know that was just a fun thing cuz uh i do you know what what does Mills want i mean he wants him to create military dinosaurs but you're you know you were kind of saying that maybe the scorpius is just a separate thing entirely but um i don't know it's all interesting to think about how this all connects I mean, and, and what kind of things you wanted them to create.
1: Mills wants stuff that they can auction off, doesn't he? So they can then invest in more technology to make more animals. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I,
0: I feel like it's specifically for these militarized things. Like he just wants these assets just like you're saying, just for the money so that they can invest it into, yeah. you know, probably the, uh, the, the, the military aspect and selling those things instead
1: that opens a whole new can of worms because that's a really interesting potential discussion around the scorpius because can you imagine them auctioning that off and saying it's essentially its own living biochemical weapon with the quills
0: yeah i that's I, i don't know that's why i feel like despite Mizrani saying things like you know i want things uh with more teeth or whatever, whatever he said, whatever that quote was. Um, I feel like beneath the surface, there was always this idea that like, we need to create something that can kill for money, you know, and, and and that yeah. we can use in different situations with the military or whatever, uh, mercenaries or whoever. But so I feel like Mizrani's kind of like a scapegoat for a lot of that. And, and just saying like, yeah, well you, you told me to do it, but really it's like, it was just the, The push he needed to hide what he was really doing, yeah. But I I love these connections and I really want to learn more. We don't I don't think we really learn a lot more, um, in this season per se with the connections there. But it's it's still awesome that we got Mills mentioned a bunch of times here. But that this episode does end where um somewhere around the, the lines of Brooklyn stealing the laptop and then passing it off to Darius to. To take a yeah. uh, good keep of it, and, and says, uh, "I think this is where she says whatever it takes or whatever." So yeah,
1: so
0: it's pretty great. She gets captured by um, Red Skull, and it's it's pretty brilliant. I love <laughs> it. Um, but it brings us to episode ten, "Stay on Mission,"
1: and um, is that a little is that a comment towards me, Brad? Stay on mission. Keep yeah. The what are you doing? Stop singing. Stop singing. <laughs>
0: um so i i do like this episode because it's come up a lot in conversation um yeah i feel like with you know we're always talking about dr wu i mean he's always a hot topic of discussion especially coming into uh dominion and we're gonna wonder what his state of mind is where he's at you know what he's doing what you know what does he think about his legacy and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. I feel like this episode really tries to give him a more like give him some more humanity in a way where he, yeah. you know, he looks at Brooklyn and he's like, "You, you and the other campers never made it off the island." So he like he knows about them and the story and that they never got out. I imagine that like on TV, they're talking about these campers that never got off the island, and the TV is certainly giving reasons as to why the adults and the and David and Roxy and the government and everybody can't go yeah. back to the island to save them, probably. But we don't ever know why. Nathan um, but...
1: Roxy actually tried to go back and just got eaten.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that was it. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> the mixtape you hear, like the mixtape, just like going down the throat of of uh, you know, and then and then uh, it, it just ends up in a big pile of uh, ceratosaur poop or something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I I do like I, I like the humanity it gives Doctor Wu a little bit, where you know he kind of you see him looking differently and and kind of conversating differently with brooklyn he's not as hostile he he looks very concerned and and kind of like really genuinely concerned for the whereabouts of these kids um you know despite being uh, just a a real jerk to them in season one so yeah but um at that point the kids decide you know we're going to copy this data wipe the laptop um But I feel like all the kids, this is another point in time where like the kids have different motivations. And um, I know Kenji's like apprehensive about all of this stuff. He doesn't, he's not really sure what he wants to do. Um, He's in love
1: with Brooklyn.
0: That's for sure. I I definitely think so. I I had that in my notes a lot where I was going through today and I'm like, I kept noticing like, yeah, he's definitely into her. I think they're going to become a thing. Um, and, and, this full episode it's there's so many like indications there um and you know even up to the very last moments of the of the episode um but uh here we 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 also do see um woo was out in the jungle with Brooklyn and stuff like that and I guess they see the Parasaurolophus. I forget exactly the situation yeah but they see them glowing and and Dr Wu is like see uh, my creations aren't all monsters and I I think that was pretty cool because like I don't know. It's it's interesting. I I don't know what the motivation of this character is. I'm still so concerned. Like it's kind of like how Fallen Kingdom, hold on, put your hand down. I'm not done talking. Uh <laughs> It's kind of like how how Fallen Kingdom gave us a different version of Claire and we we're not really sure what the motivations are. Like how did she go from from like this person we see in Jurassic World to this completely different person that we see in Fallen Kingdom. And we have a book to kind of explain things, but it also confuses us even a little bit. Yeah. We're not really sure. Because the book's
1: like, oh, she was into conservation yeah. the whole time.
0: So I feel that way with Dr. Wu too, where we're like, well, what what does he, you know, is are, are we creating theme park monsters? Are we creating dinosaurs? What are we doing?
1: What we're doing, Brad, is seeing the transition of his character live during this episode. So you see him go from his Jurassic World mindset to his Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom mindset, which is really, really interesting. Um, Because obviously in Jurassic World, he's focused on the science. He's just focused on making these things and not thinking of the consequences. And then during that initial moment, he's still in that mindset where he's like, look, look, I've done something good. It's a good creation. Um, And through his conversation with Brooklyn, he begins to realise that actually his science isn't perhaps all it's cracked out to be. So he goes back to Lockwood Manor with that uncertainty. And that's why he then storms out at the auction when he finds out that people are just selling his work, because he realises that ultimately it's been for nothing. And he had deluded himself into thinking that it was something it wasn't.
0: I want to believe that. I, I really want to believe that. I'm just not sure. I, like, it, I'm not sure that that totally reads. You know, like the fact that like yeah. he has any kind of remorse, um, because that's what I feel like this episode is trying to show you that there's like a different side to Doctor Wu, and that he can he can be understanding and he can kind of relate with people on different terms. We've never seen him be anything other than just a jerk to everybody, mm-hmm. and in in fallen kingdom he is so frantic most of the time he's always yelling about something and and something not going his way and and rushing his work and all that stuff and he's yelling at mills and mills is yelling at him um but yeah are you ready for
1: me to i'm I'm gonna blow your mind here i reckon so we've seen extras on the jurassic world dominion imdb that are listed as washington street people Uh uh-huh i reckon in the opening third of the film Wu is actually going to be on trial in Washington because he will have handed himself in to work with the US Fish and Wildlife Service to try and contain the situation. So I think he's finally seen through, obviously, this event and then the events in Fallen Kingdom that his work is being manipulated and it's causing more harm than good. So I think the third film will be all about him trying to repent for that. And ultimately, I bet he dies for his sins.
0: I think you're right. Have we have, have we seen any kind of clues that Dr. Wu may die in this next movie? I don't know. It's not like it's not like anybody like BD Wong has been out there talking about it or anything like that. Um but yeah, I I I hope so. I again, this is another reason why I I really want to rewatch this movie uh, Our Fallen Kingdom just to kind of see if there is any kind of remorse. I know he I know he storms out of there but I'm not sure what the motivation is. I think he's just like the work's not ready. Like, it's not done. This is this is not the finished yeah. product. I feel like he's almost more even still vain in this situation where he's like, I don't want you to sell something that's not finished. He's like, you know, if it's like a toy, he's like, I didn't get to finish painting this toy. Don't sell it. It's not done. Like, he's, I, I feel like he's just not ready to give this thing up. And I, I don't think he wants his work to be seen in a subpar form. So I, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily think that he's he feels any remorse so I really want to double check. I've got I, I, I've got
1: another theory for no, you. No, you're not. You're going to blow my mind again. Go for it. Do it. He's storming out <laughs> because he spotted that the kids are in the audience in the auction cuz that's where Dude. they end up at the end of season 4. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh I love that. Uh, that was um
0: what was that? Um that was a, a an episode I think of our live stream one time where somebody somebody was quoting in our live stream that Clayton Fioriti had seen Brooklyn in Fallen Kingdom and and I think somebody missed read or misheard the conversation or something like that whatever the case was and we ended up going down this long path of how in the world anybody could from Camp Cretaceous could be involved in Fallen Kingdom and we ended up at that that auction and so I'm sitting here thinking like so
1: your brain go, just Brooklyn, just to clarify yeah your your brain goes straight to oh, the only place they could be is the auction, and not, oh, with all of their experience, they could be working for the DPG.
0: Hey, we talked about that too, man. I'm just skipping over that point, all right? We don't have all day. Um, what do you want me to do, huh? That's a line from uh, Fallen Kingdom, I think. So, uh... <laughs> Or he just made it up. I'm not too sure. <laughs>
1: Welcome um, <laughs> to the Jurassic Park Podcast improv sessions. That's that's what
0: everything is that I do, apparently. <laughs> um but uh um yeah, I'm just pretending to know things about the franchise. Anyway, um whatever I was talking about with, with Fallen Kingdom, yeah, that's it's gone now. It's it's gone. So let's move on. Uh we were talking about Brooklyn, maybe, with Woo and stuff like that, and, and humanity and stuff. So anyway, um I I do like the fact that um, Brooklyn tells Wu about the Scorpius and that there's two of them. Yeah, because that's like that's like a development to him because he's like I only made one of them and it turns out no you didn't and Brooklyn's all like didn't you think uh, uh th- see here I can't read here's the thing I can't read. Didn't think of that when you were being all Dr. Frankenstein. Um, so I like that. I like that little Dr. Frankenstein reference there. Um, that was fun because when you watch *Fallen Kingdom*, you're like, "This is a movie about Frankenstein's monster. It's about Dracula, Wolfman, all this good stuff." Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool reference right there. And and you do see Woo. This is this is where the humanity comes in. You're like, does Woo? You know, understand what what she's talking about. Is it, is she getting through to him? Does she, does he understand his role in what he's done here? I don't know, but yeah. Then uh, Kenji basically steals a the laptop. They're trying to upload the data, but he goes off plan and and, and disappears with the laptop. The kids have no idea, but um, it all kind of you know comes to this big climax scene where like Kenji is attempting to trade the laptop with uh, for Brooklyn. There's a stampede of ankylosaurus because Ben went and got bumpy. Um, they're like, I feel like they're like playing football with the laptop for a little bit, passing it off to one another, and eventually it gets crushed by the stampede there. Um, and uh, the details are, I don't remember everything, but the kids end up all together, and then the helicopter takes off. Uh, I do remember that the um, that that hawk guy or whatever his name is, he like. Yeah. It, it could took a dark turn for a second where he like literally took the helicopter towards the kids and I'm like, What yeah. are you doing, man? Yeah. Like this is what are you where are you going with this? Um and but then they uh, all get
1: spliced up by the rotor blades and that's and, the end of the show.
0: Yeah, and season four is about Hawk coming to turns with uh what he did. It's it's gonna be dark, yeah. it's gonna be very dark. Um I do but <laughs> I
1: think in that moment, them leaving though, it shows that Wu hasn't fully had a transformation because he's still leaving the kids on an island stranded where there's dinosaurs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know what his plan is. And like I said, I, I'm not sure how remorseful he is on anything, but this is definitely not a good look. Um, but uh, the kids do have a way off the island still, so they're not totally lost. Uh, they do have to say goodbye to Bumpy, which I think is pretty brave of them. They're they're able to yeah. say goodbye because they realize Bumpy has a place to go, a home and, and a family now. So
1: Lockwood Manor Estate?
0: I think so. I think so um but uh but eventually after this whole thing goes down kenji is not happy with darius um in this situation you know he he doesn't think that uh you know you should take risks with friends lives so you know he's right it's a fair point it's a fair point but like it's a risk kind of everybody was willing to take at that point so who knows, but who knows who's really right in this situation, but um, they're not on good terms. And I think a lot of it is, like you had said before, that Kenji's probably into Brooklyn, and there's something going on there that, yeah, you know, maybe he feels intimidated by Darius because Darius gets along with Brooklyn pretty well and stuff like that. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, the kids eventually do get off the island. And then, you know, at that point, the show is like ending it's like oh wow this is yeah. like actually this is a very good ending to the show i feel like this is like you could kind of end the series here you know the kids get off the island that's the it roll credits camp cretaceous is done but no uh there's a door handle shaking and uh there's you you definitely hear like a little roar in there somewhere so there's there's a, robo a dog. there's a robo dog on this boat which i never dog. thought about until this moment in time so who knows
1: oh i'm so sorry <laughs> 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 um, I, I will say it, on, on the subject of that um, of robot oh, Okay, <laughs> I I really hope it is a dinosaur we've seen before because if it's it like the like a baby Scorpius, I think would be the coolest mm. thing. Um, but I think if it's something brand new, then I'm gonna be so annoyed because I'll be like, well, why didn't you show it in any of the other three seasons? Why does it just appear as they leave the island? Also. Yeah. Enough oblique thought for you for a moment. If we never see any of the dinosaurs from Count Cretaceous again, then that means they burn in the eruption of Mount Cybo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
0: Yeah. There's nowhere else to come with that. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> what happens. Um, but you know, I, I I will stick to my guns and say that I think. I, I I really hope they take that risk. And I feel like we've been right on a lot of things when it comes to guessing what's going to happen with the show and you know where yeah. they're going to take things. And I, I have been pretty adamant that maybe season five, we, we keep hearing that maybe season five is going to be the end of the road. Um, but season five, I'm going to say, takes place in line. Mainland uh, USA. Yep, yeah, mainland USA. And the kids have been home for the three years. And we're at the point in time where... The Lockwood, uh, you know, escape has has happened and the kids start to witness it all on TV or on their phones or whatever and start to oh, see the dinosaurs are out. Oh, you
1: get a battle at Big Rock.
0: Yeah, I mean, you basically...
1: The kids like, were at Big
0: Rock. No, we're not getting that far down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe, who knows? I mean, it does look like it's showing up again in Dominion, which is kind of cool, but from a different point of view. So maybe it's maybe it's like... Sammy in a in a trailer there like camping, um, is there somebody else that would be suited for camping? No, I think maybe she'd be good, um, but uh, but I do think that would be a cool way to show like an ankylosaurus out in the wilderness and and they all get together to to do one last you know hurrah yeah, as they try to be awesome. yeah they try to corral they try to get the attention of the dpg <laughs> maybe this is where you bring in claire and and maybe even yeah. owen or something like that and and you try to track down bumpy and i think that would be a very awesome show is tracking down the clues of where bumpy may be yeah and encountering other dinosaurs and getting those two back together because then then you you confirm uh what you had just brought up, brought up about if we don't show Bumpy again, you've killed yeah. Bumpy off. You've absolutely 100% killed Bumpy off, which is, is fine in story. Like, if, if they did it within the story, that's cool. Like, it, well, not cool, but, like, yeah. if you do see Bumpy die, like, <laughs> it makes sense, you know, in some form or fashion. But if you just, if Bumpy just dies, like, you know, off on Child the grown island.
1: Kylosaurus. Like,
0: that's not fulfilling in any way. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't, make yeah. any story go full circle or anything like that. Like, I don't really care to see Ben being like, oh my God, my Bumpy's burning alive. Like, I, I, that's not like... I don't want him to be thinking Somebody about that. Flip like,
1: that, please. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: you know um, what I mean? Like, it's not very satisfying. So I think there needs to be a point in time where Bumpy is alive on mainland. No, but, no. Okay, I basically all right, all
1: right. just want Jurassic World Evolution 2, the TV series. Well, look, I mean, honestly, like... It doesn't
0: I, you know, there could be a major shift in season four and and it's not anything that would like tread on Dominion all that much because any any you know uh any space they show would be pre Dominion anyway, I think. so there's a chance yeah. maybe it could happen in season four, but I just that's not where I'm going with it. but um, but I think that could be cool if it did and it would open up the world and show us how things are starting to connect in Dominion and that yeah. could be pretty cool. Like like showing that merging of those two groups before Dominion yeah. would be amazing. Like that would be really well I, to I see. think
1: it it, may, it makes sense that in some capacity the DPG and the US Fish and Wildlife Service must be working together because mm-hmm. obviously we see in the Dominion preview that the helicopter that's tracking down the T Rex at the end has that yeah. logo on the side of it. And they are such an important part of the Jurassic World Evolution 2 campaign as well that clearly there's a big focus on their involvement in the universe right now. So they are the people trying to clear this thing up. So it just makes sense to maybe bring them in and give more context as to how they're trying to clear it up ahead of Dominion.
0: Yeah, and according to your your plans, Dr. Wu is up in that helicopter trying to take out that T-Rex. I like it. Is he? Is it uh, okay? <laughs> well, you you said right? you said yeah. you said before that he's working with the fish and wildlife. Yeah, now. I, I don't think he's literally <laughs> like gone and got
1: a utility vessel and gone, <laughs> I'm gonna get these dinos myself. <laughs>
0: You never Every know, he, single really, one. he really needs a little a, a goodwill with a, a lot of people. That's so. why he's
1: rocking the long hair now, who would just be like sitting <laughs> out at the side of the chopper, hair blowing in the wind, that... holding a huge tranquilizer gun.
0: Now, if that does not happen in Dominion, it's a failure. A complete and utter failure of a film. I don't care that the original Trio are back. If that doesn't happen, I want my money back. You hear me, Colin? <laughs> I want my money back. Um... I'm already asking for a refund, but, um, but we do, (laughs) that, that, that is the end of the, uh, the season. And, um, I'm very excited for season four and I think season three set it up brilliantly and I can't wait to see where it goes.
1: Yeah. Same here.
0: So why don't we head out of here and, uh, and, um, hopefully check our emails and see some screeners for, for season four. Oh my God. (laughs) no way no no i'm i'm checking i'm checking now man i don't know
1: (laughs) oh wait no that's just jurassic world evolution 2 early access
0: oh you know what man i'm gonna go (laughs) pre-order it right now (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, man, uh thank you so much for joining me once again yeah, to talk no about Cam Cretaceous. We'll have a lot more con content hopefully coming your way uh sometime soon yeah. where we can t- uh, discuss season four in full with non spoiler and spoiler conversations. I think, so
1: if I remember correctly, we're debating doing a lot more around the podcast front this time, aren't we? So it we'll, s- be we'll see we'll see. We'll see. We'll see I don't how much. Commit, Brad, don't. Work out, but. We'll
0: see how much we can actually uh, get done this time around, and uh, if and if I can actually keep the recordings, we'll see. After this one, I don't know. This one might get lost too. But uh, thank you again, Tom. Where can every where can where can everybody find you online before uh, the feed cuts off?
1: Uh, Tom Jurassic everywhere.
0: Everywhere well there's an underscore in there so make sure you're searching correctly but uh thank you so much man thank you thank you for joining me oh my god a new trailer
1: really no
0: So so much for listening to the 298th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Tom for joining me once again to discuss Camp Cretaceous and uh, and season three. I, I I really 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 love that season. I think there's so much great risky content in that season. And I, you know, I I look back on that very, very fondly. So I'm glad me and Tom had a great discussion about that. And I look forward to discussing more about Camp Cretaceous very soon with Tom. Um, We will be bringing you content in regards to Season 4. There will be a non-spoiler review coming up soon. And, of course, a spoiler review when the show actually debuts. So don't worry about any spoiler content until the show is actually out on December 3rd. But again, thank you so much to DreamWorks and everybody over there for allowing us to see the show early, produce some content, get things ready for you guys. I am so excited to uh, talk with Tom once again about Camp Cretaceous. So thank you so much for listening to this one. Uh, We do want to go over to Apple Podcasts before we get out of here and discuss a review uh, recently left over on our, uh, our podcast feed over there. So if you want to, please head over to Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you're an Apple user or not, but... Do your best, I guess, to head over there and leave us a review. Five stars, however many you really want to. Uh, We love the five stars. That's great. Helps people recognize that the show's fun and, uh, you know, a a good show for Jurassic fans to listen to. But if you leave a review and you write something, I'm going to go ahead and read it on the show, like this one here from cubs for life 173 And it says in the subject here, Great! Followed by... Uh, the best podcast in the world. Absolutely love it, and I've been listening for a few years now. If you have a gap in your day and love Jurassic Park, this podcast is the thing for you. I am hooked. Can't stop listening. Well, thank you, Cubs, Cubs for life. Uh, that's that's amazing. You know, that's that's so uh, so nice to hear. It, it really makes me feel good inside. And and the fact that you're like, wow, this is the best podcast ever. I don't know how, but, you know, I'm constantly messing up over here and, uh, you know, never know what to say or how to start a segment. But um, <laughs> but we're doing the best we can, and I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. So thank you so much for for listening and for writing a review. And, and like I said, if anybody out there leaves a, uh, us a review, I will read them here. And I'm probably going to mess it up a thousand times over, but I really, really appreciate it. So that's all we have for you. Please. Stay safe out there. Be kind to each and every person that you come into contact with. Uh, We're coming up on the holiday season here, so be as kind as you possibly can. Thank you again so much for listening. I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Saddle
1: up. Let's get this movable feast underway.
0: Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, Gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod.com. At gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732 825 7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now. All right, here we go. Uh, what am I going to say? All right. Uh...
1: Dave, Dave, da, 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 Dave, Dave, <laughs> what is I... up, fam? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's That'll be it. That'll, I'll definitely put that at least at the end of the episode, for sure. I'm, um... I'm doing
1: that when you introduce Oh, me. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. Check it out! Oh, yeah! Feel the beat that I made! Are you ready, 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 Dave Special? Music, 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 no, music, music, music. music, 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 music. Kinji, what is this?
1: Dave's demos. Found it in
0: what was left of his bunk and was waiting for the perfect time to show you. Hold up! Here's the best part.
1: Dave? Dave Dave, Dave, Dave Dave get that thing out of my face what are you even doing